Today, Sheffield Wednesday was playing at home. Despite having lived in the same house in Sheffield since April 2015, today was the first time that I heard the shouts and the chants from the stadium carried on the wind. I couldn't make out the individual chants, but it got me wondering what Sheffield Wednesday fans do chant. Football clubs with United in the title, such as Wednesday's rival Sheffield United, will often shout, United! United! This works well as a chant, as the word united is a strong word, a unifying word, a word that represents collective strength, singing with one voice, which is what these fans are doing. But shouting, Wednesday, Wednesday, doesn't really have the same gravitas. You're essentially just shouting out a day of the week, and not even one of the good ones. I've just googled Sheffield Wednesday chants, and it turns out that they actually do just shout Wednesday very enthusiastically. They also do a version of Hey Jude, only instead of singing na 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 Hey Jude! They've cleverly altered the lyrics to be Na 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 Wednesday! You see what they did there? I wonder how these chants become accepted and part of the fans' collective repertoire. Presumably, there must be times when someone tries out a chant, starts singing, optimistically hoping that it will catch on, but then it just completely falls flat and fails to get anyone else joining in, and it just embarrassingly fizzles out, leaving the poor person who tried to instigate it feeling a bit awkward. We are the Wednesday, my friends. We'll keep on fighting to the end. We are the Wednesday. We are the Wednesday. No time for losers, because we are the... Come on, guys. No? Oh, okay. Um... If you came to Sheffield having no idea about Sheffield Wednesday, you'd be rather freaked out to suddenly hear loads of voices on the wind all shouting, Wednesday! 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 Especially if it wasn't Wednesday. Although it would still be really weird even if it was. You'd also be pretty weirded out when you heard some of the other classics that they sing, such as, Shoes off! If you love Wednesday, shoes off! If you love Wednesday, why? Since when has anyone expressed their liking for something by taking off their shoes? Is this a recognised denotation of appreciation that I've somehow not picked up on in the 31 years that I've been alive? I remember once chatting to quite a nice girl, and at one point in the conversation, she mentioned that her feet were aching, apologised and said that she'd have to take off her shoes, which she did. Maybe this was just an excuse, and I missed an obvious sign, and really we should be married with children now. Sheffield Wednesday sing some crazy shit. For instance, Humpty Dumpty sang to the tune of 90s pop song No Limit by Two Unlimited. There's a song called You'll Never Lick the Beaver, another one called Mrs. Hall's Toffee Rolls, and a song which rather aptly goes, We're Wednesday, we're balmy, too right you bloody are. There's also a chant that goes, Stand up! If you hate the police. The story behind this relates to the fact the police covered You'll Never Lick a Beaver on one of their B-sides and they never paid royalties or gave credit to the Sheffield Wednesday fans. The Sheffield Wednesday fans have been furious with Sting and his cronies ever since. 
Hey, 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 guys, I've got another idea for a chant. I think this one's really going to capture the hearts and minds. How many times, mate? Your chants are shit. Oh, I thought We Are The Wednesday My Friends was actually pretty good. No, it wasn't. It was shit. Now piss off. No, hang on, hang on. Let me just try this one out on you. It's Madonna's Holiday. Yeah, holiday. Only I thought we could change the word holiday for Wednesday. You see? So it would go, Wednesday, celebrate, Wednesday, celebrate. Seriously, mate, it's shit. Now piss off. Right, lads, now that that idiot's gone, how about singing this one? Let me know what you think. I've just made it up. It's called Mrs. Hall's Toffee Rolls. Oh, brilliant. I like it already, mate. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. I can imagine this one spreading round the stadium like wildfire. So it goes like this. Mrs. Hall's toffee rolls are the best. Mrs. Hall's toffee rolls are the greatest. She takes strawberry milk from the breast. And her husband does the rest. These are the actual lyrics to Mrs. Hall's Toffee Rolls, by the way. I'm not just making them up. Oh, my God, mate. You've done it again. That's fantastic. That's even better than you'll never lick the beaver. And that's saying something. Oh, we'll all be singing this one for years. You're a musical genius, mate. Although you want to get that one copyrighted before that bastard sting rips you off again. I'll leave you with the lyrics to another confusingly crazy Sheffield Wednesday song. Somebody's pissed in my sombrero. Somebody's pissed in my sombrero. I told him, you twat, you pissed in my hat. And he said, I don't fucking care. Oh, they don't write them like that anymore. David's Daily Digital Dollop, Dollop 221. I'm back in the kitchen, putting away the dishes and washing the dishes. I'd like to say I'm doing this due to the popularity of the last time that I was in the kitchen a few days ago. And uh, a lot of requests have come in, an influx of people saying, can we have another kitchen dollop, David? But it's not because of that, it's just because it's quarter to eleven. I've been very busy today and I still haven't done the dollop. And I've got loads to still do, so I just thought rather than writing, why not just say some stuff? So that's what I'm doing. I'm saying some stuff, and I hope that you will find something of worth in this. I was listening to uh, some old folk songs today, and what I find incredible about some of these folk songs is some of the subject matter of the folk songs. Like, how many of them talk about, like, sleeping with underage women, essentially, underage girls? Like, taking their virginity and sort of bragging about it you know like really kind of going on about it like you know or she was only 14 or something like that you know and she was and talking about her body in great detail and then and then i'm going into detail about like how they got her pregnant and then ran off and all of this and there's all these songs and, and people still sort of sing these songs really and that's one of the weird things about folk songs is that it's like with sea shanties there's a lot of racist verses and sexist verses and sea shanties and uh, should we sing them or should we not sing them should we change the word or should we not sing them at all or should we sing the words with the racist verses and sexist verses intact but then make reference to it maybe say well you know this is a historical this is a song this is the kind of thing that people were singing this is interesting it's interesting from a historical sociological kind of mindset of saying well this song is about defiling a 14 year old girl obviously you know we don't endorse that however you know here's a song about it (laughs) 
you know, but it's interesting from a sociological perspective to sort of see how these songs are written and what were going through people's heads and that kind of thing. Maybe there is some validity in that or not, I don't know. But the thing that seems ubiquitous about all these folk songs about defiling young girls is that they all sound very jaunty and cheery. And they all seem to have bits in the songs that kind of go, oh, fold-a-riddle-i-do, fold-a-diddly-dee, fold-a-diddly. And it's just like weird, this sort of dichotomy between kind of going, oh, I brought that girl into my bed and then I stole her maiden head with a fold-a-diddly-dee, fold-a-diddly-do, fold-a-diddly-do. You know, like really kind of, and it kind of just really jaunty and bragging about it and then just kind of doing this really cheery do 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 it's quite strange. Oh, a bit of drama there. I dropped a sieve on the floor. Should we hear that in slow motion? <laughs> but sometimes you can listen to these lyrics and not really know what they're singing about or not really be focusing on the lyrics so much. You kind of get so absorbed in the fold-a-diddly-i-do, fold-a-diddly-dee, and you're just kind of having a great time. You know, you're in the folk club, you're drinking your beer, and everyone's joining in. Oh, fold-a-diddly-dee, and you just kind of go, oh, this is nice, isn't it? Fold-a-diddly-dee, fold-a-diddly-dee-do, fold-a-diddly-dee-do-dee-dee, and you're all just kind of singing along there, thinking, oh, this is good. And then you kind of maybe not really listening to the lyrics, and you don't realise that you're all, you're sort of complicit now in this person singing about a, a woman that is defiled, this little girl that is defiled. It is quite strange, the whole thing. It's as if it kind of justifies it. It's as if the folder roll de are kind of like a, a vindicator. It's kind of going, oh, it's absolutely fine. We're all having a good time, aren't we? Folded Italy. Ah, God. Ugh. Ugh. That's not part of the song. I've just picked up a bit of raw chicken that must have fallen on the floor. Someone must have dropped it on the floor and it's all this slimy. Oh. Oh. Get off. Oh, God, it won't come off. It's as if by singing Folder Oldery, it kind of makes everything okay. Maybe that was kind of Rolf Harris's school of thought. Maybe he thought, oh, get away with this. It won't sound so bad. You know, because as soon as you... If you're the kind of person who sings Folder Oldery and that kind of thing, you seem like quite a harmless person. And so maybe Rolf Harris had the same idea. That's why he sang Diddle 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 Lum. He liked to do all that kind of weird noise stuff, didn't he? And diddle 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 lum, I'm Jake the Peg, diddle 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 lum, with my extra leg. Yes, well, we all know what you did with your extra leg, Rolf. Maybe Rolf was aware of this ancient tradition of using, like, folder rolls and diddle diddle lums to kind of disguise your abhorrent sexual behaviour. So there you go. I think there's a rule. Never trust anybody who folder rolls. Who else folder rolled? Come on, eh? The troll! The troll folder rolled, didn't he? In the in the fairy tale. Isn't that a song where the troll's on the bridge? You remember when he says the Billy Goat's Gruff can't cross the bridge and uh, he's going to eat them? And he does something about folder rolder roll as well. I'm the troll. Folder rolder roll. I can't quite remember it. Across the river bridge was a meadow full of green, green grass. Under the bridge lived a big bad troll and all day long he'd sit under the bridge and sing his bad troll song. I'm a troll, foldy roll. I'm a troll, foldy roll. I'm a troll, foldy roll, foldy roll, de rally. 
So there you go. Never, you can't trust anybody who folder rolls. That's the uh, the rules here. Trolls folder roll. Rolf Harris did little lums. All the forky perverts they folder roll. What about the the uh, the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk? Fee five four fum. What's all that about? Why is he doing that? Fee five four fum. I've just cottoned onto this that weirdos, perverts, child abusers, and child eaters make weird noises. Folder roll. Diddle diddle um, and fee five four fun. So it's just something to look out for. If you hear anyone folder rolling, then uh, make yourself scarce, children. That's all I'm saying, all right? The dollops can't all be comedy sometimes. They have to have a serious message behind them as well. And this is one of those occasions. So uh, thank you for listening. From me, David Eagle, I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, toodaloo. By the way, toodaloo doesn't count. In case you're thinking, hang on a minute, David's just said toodaloo. That sounds rather circumspect. What you're not telling us, David? Nothing. Toodaloo is perfectly acceptable. It's not the same as folder rolling, diddly lumming, or fee fi four for me. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Every day, every day, they run and jump and play. Little Billy Goat, little Billy Goat, great big Billy Goat gruff. Today, I have mostly been experimenting with death metal reworkings of unthanked songs and holding a ladder. What's that you're saying? You spent your day doing that too? Really? Or are you just trying to be funny? Okay, you're just trying to be funny. Yeah, no disrespect, but how about leaving the jokes to me? You're only embarrassing yourself, or at least you would be if anybody else could read your thoughts like I can. Fortunately, it is unlikely that they can. It's just a weird gift that I seem to have which manifests itself from time to time when I'm writing these blogs. Oh yes, and your bum does look big in that, by the way. The reason I was doing death metal reworkings of unthanked songs was for the young'uns in the mix. A musical experiment combining folk and pop taking place on Saturday the 20th of August at the Folk East Festival in Suffolk. It shall be available as a podcast in August too. The reason I was holding a ladder was for my housemate Ben. Now, given that I know what some of you are thinking, I want to point out that this ladder holding was purely utilitarian. It wasn't some kind of kinky pastime. Ben doesn't get turned on by seeing me holding a ladder, okay? I just wanted to quash that idea right there. Now, if it had been me supervising some scaffolding, then granted, that might be different, but scaffolding ain't cheap. Plus, if Ben's girlfriend Elsa found out, then we'd be for it again. Fortunately, Ben is ambivalent when it comes to me holding ladders, so he was able to concentrate on the task at hand, which was painting upstairs windowsills. The ladder ladder is rather tall and very narrow, so there's not much room for manoeuvre, and it's a bit unstable, so I was making sure that Ben didn't fall. After half an hour, I heard Ben shout to me from the roof, David, I'm ready to go down, pull it out, and get ready to take me. Oh dear, maybe I was wrong about Ben and ladders after all. He clearly had been aroused by seeing me with a ladder, and now he was asking me to pull it out while he went down. I felt guilty for leading him on. I mean, I hadn't meant to. I didn't know I had, but I clearly had given him ideas. I began to think about how I could break his heart gently. I'd have to be careful about rejecting him too abruptly. After all, he was standing on a roof. He might jump. I carefully considered my words, but my cogitations were interrupted by Ben shouting at me once again. My God! He's insatiable. David, did you hear me? Can you pull the ladder out? I want to climb down. Get ready to take my weight. Ah, I see. He wasn't making a sexual declaration after all. I got the ladder out and positioned it ready for Ben to clamber down while I let out a big sigh of relief. Stop the heavy breathing, David, said Ben as he touched the ground. I'm not turned on. What an absolute cheek. Imagining that I'd be interested. Sometimes Ben's arrogance astounds me. 
Just then, we realised the time. Elsa will be back from work soon. We better put the ladder away quickly before she came back. I know that what happened between us before was scaffolding-based, but it's not worth risking Elsa's suspicions, and I'm not sure she'd really appreciate the distinction. I am now in the young'un's van, heading to Broadstairs in Kent, where we are performing tomorrow. The distinctive thing about Broadstairs Folk Festival, in contrast with many other folk festivals, is that everything takes place in locations within the town, rather than on a separate site. This means that on the Friday and the Saturday nights, the streets are alive with an unlikely combination of drunken teenagers and twenty-somethings out clubbing, and old Morris dancers jingling their way to one of the pubs. I imagine that as the night goes on and alcohol consumption increases, the night will Will take a very peculiar turn for some of these revellers, leading to some rather interesting morning-after conversations. Oh my God! I pulled a geriatric Morris dancer. Oh, this better not get out. I'll be the laughing stock of the college. I have a friend who got really drunk once and slept with a Morris dancer. She doesn't remember much about it, but reckons that if she saw him again, then bells would start ringing. Oh, can you believe that I'm giving all this away for free, completely for free? I'm writing this on the way back from Broadstairs Folk Festival, and I am pleased to report that I did not sleep with the Morris Dancer. Broadstairs Festival was fun. We had some deaf children in our gig, and a woman doing signing for them. Goodness knows how the sign fared during our French shanty, which we sing very fast and in very badly pronounced French. I also did a yodelling solo, just to confuse the signer and the children even more. Personally, I believe that one of the few privileges of being blind is being able to take the piss out of the deaf. It's a form of therapy, a cathartic release, if you will. You know. Come on, it's not like they can hear me, is it? Tomorrow, Ben's French girlfriend's mother is coming to stay for a few days. When I say Ben's French girlfriend, I mean Ben's only girlfriend, who just so happens to be French. And I thought that I'd better clarify this, just in case Elsa is reading. She's probably already annoyed at Ben after yesterday's scaffolding ladder revelations, without adding insult to injury by making her think that Ben has a number of girlfriends of different nationalities, and that Elsa is merely the French one. The reason I bring up the fact that Elsa is French is because it is relevant to what I'm about to say. Elsa's mother is also French, and this is only to be expected, really, given that she's Elsa's mother. The original the original plan was for Elsa to take two days off work to spend some time with her mum, but she was unable to get the time off, so during the day it's going to be me, Ben and Elsa's mother in the house. Elsa's mother doesn't really speak much English apparently, so it's going to be an interesting couple of days given that Ben's French is terrible and my French is simply limited to what I learnt at school, and I'm not sure how interesting Elsa's mother is going to be to learn about how I have two brothers or that I have a bed, a wardrobe and a desk in my bedroom. I'm not sure how long I can eke out a conversation about whether she has has animals, or what food she likes, especially given that if she goes into detail, then I'll be hopelessly lost. I might have to lie to her in order to keep the conversation going. I can pretend that I have lots of different animals, which I can then list in order to kill quite a lot of time. Cat, dog, goldfish, normal fish, cow, horse, sheep, pig, can do all of them. And if I give them names as well, that'll take even longer. J'ai un vache, qui s'appelle Sebastian. I have a cow called Sebastian. J'ai un poulet, qui s'appelle Stanley. I have a chicken called Stanley. See, I could keep doing this. J'ai... Oh, if I really want to milk it. J'ai six cheval. Ah, six horses. Qui s'appelle Roger, Roy, Alex, Sarah, Jessica, eh, Cedric. Yes. Other possible conversational gambits? I can tell her that I like to play football and that I am a frequent swimmer. This isn't true, but at least it'll give me something to say. They say that you should never ask a lady her age, but then these people weren't trying to desperately eke out a conversation with their housemate's girlfriend's French mother, with nothing but their secondary school French to help them. I can ask her how old she is, when her birthday is, and whether she'd like to go with me to la discothèque. I hope she answers non. 
to this question, but knowing my luck, I'll end up going on a date with a woman in her 60s to a disco while Ben stays at home laughing at my stupidity. You might think that since Ben has a French girlfriend, surely his French is a lot better than mine. But no, if anything, it's even worse. The only time Elsa seems to speak French to Ben is when they're having an argument. When her irritation escalates, her voice will grow louder, and then she'll suddenly start speaking in French. Sadly, I have no idea what she's saying to him, because it generally has nothing to do with wardrobes or discotheques, and I don't know the French for ladder or scaffolding. Anyway, wish me bon chance. That means good luck, by the way. You see, I know a thing or two. A thing or deux. And it's not like my French is terrible. That's French for terrible, by the way. Ah, you see, maybe I will be fine after all. Au revoir, that means goodbye. Yeah, I'll be absolutely fine. This French lark is a promenade dans le parc. David's Daily Digital Dollop David's Daily Digital Dollop David's Daily Digital Dollop Dollop Number 224 Yes, my friends, I know what you're thinking, but I thought your accordion was broken. Well, my friends, it is fixed. Sean and Michael are very impractically minded. They were talking about, oh, we're going to have to get this out on the insurance and we'll find somewhere to repair the accordion and, you know, it's going to be a, a, a big job, a big job to fix. Anyway, I've got it out of the case. I didn't dare look at it. I was too scared to look at it. It's like, it's like a, a child in a way, you know, the, the accordion. I like to put a nappy on my accordion. When I say it's like a child, I mean, you, you know, you get quaint taken with it so i didn't dare have a look at it i just trusted michael and sean when they said oh it's completely broken wasn't until i got the thing out of its case and had a look at it myself and said well it's just like they are quite big cracks but they can essentially be glued ben has uh, glued it together at first ben wasn't sure how my accordion would cope to being covered with sticky residue i mean i told him it didn't seem to affect it last time and then he said, what do you mean by that? And I said, nothing, 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 Ben. But what can I say? It was a rainy day and I was drunk and I was under a lot of stress. Anyway, Ben has uh, glued the cracks. We put a bit of masking tape over the top and uh, it's working absolutely fine. <laughs> In some ways, it's perfect timing for the accordion to be fixed because it's just been fixed now and in the next few minutes, we are expecting... And I know I said yesterday that Elsa, Ben's French girlfriend, Elsa's mother is coming to stay. I know I said that it was going to happen this morning, but actually, because Elsa couldn't get the time off work, she is instead arriving tonight. And I've never met Elsa's mother before, but it means that I can make a, a, a brilliant impression, because in the next few minutes, they should be walking through the door. You know, and I think she might be a little bit worried, you know, how we're going to get along, but as soon as she sees the accordion on me, it's an instant... It's like a peace offering, almost. You know, she knows she's in safe hands with the accordion on. She's maybe a bit trepidated and then all of a sudden, the accordion. And once I start playing French style, then I think instant points. Oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, hello. He's <laughs> with an accordion. And it's not a deliberate thing. It's just Ben's, Ben's fixed it. Ah, it's good. So, Dave. Uh, my mother. My hello. Mother. Hello. Hi. Hello. Fine. Good to meet you. How was yes. the journey? <laughs> oh, 
long, very long journey. Long journey, all because right. I, I leave my, my home at nine o'clock. Hey, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm happy to be here. Good. Also, my, Dave, my, my English, it's not a good one. Oh, no, it's, uh, no, it's be, be, better than my French. <laughs> But, but English people are not able to speak uh, another language. No, because no. Actually, so famous and so. I know. Well, we can, we can. I mean, we can speak in French, but it might be. Dave isn't bad in French, actually. Uh, yeah. Pas mal. <laughs> uh, yes. No, no. La musique est pas mal. Oh, thank you. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, the reason I'm wearing the accordion is because Ben has just fixed it. We were on a, a plane from Canada. The, the accordion didn't survive the flight. It had lots of cracks in it, but Ben has managed to glue it together. Um, okay. So. And now it's okay? And now it's okay. It's working absolutely <laughs> fine, as you can hear. Yeah. So, uh, Anyone for a tea, yeah. glass of water? No, 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 merci, merci. No. Ah, c'est parce que no. j'ai pris les pâtes. Can, can I understand that? Poulet. It says something about chicken. Something like this. It's something about chicken. You've got to listen out for what words you can hear, Ben. Mm. Mm. I don't know what mm means. What do you think mm means? Fromage, cheese. And cheese. Yes. Confiture maison. Saumon. Confiture is jam. Jam. Yes. yes. It's going to be easy, this, Ben. Piano, yeah. <laughs> Piano is easy. I'm doing well. Piano, and accordion. Is it accordion? Is that what you're saying? Accordion. We're preventing you from recording. No, it's alright. The dollop. How would you say dollop in French? Gut. Gut. That's really interesting, because if it's gut, which sounds like good, whereas in Gallic, Scottish Gallic, dollop is crap. So the French are a lot more optimistic about my dollop than the Scottish Gaelic people. It is a kingdom of music here. <laughs> we've got the guitar, we've got the piano. Feel free to join in. He's always got an accordion strapped. Yeah, I don't, I don't normally have an accordion strapped. Well, you can just, you can just do the singing. A bit of... Non, je ne regrette rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. Non, je ne regrette rien. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, there we go. <laughs> We've got tomorrow sorted out. Excellent. So how do you feel? Do you feel tired or are you uh, wide awake? You're exhausted. Uh, I think I was taught the word for tired. I'm trying to remember it. Fatigué. Fatigué. Je suis très fatigué. Oh, tu sens, tu sens fatigué? Oui, I need to sleep. Yes. Well, bonne nuit. Yeah, merci. Ah, and we shall see you demain. Ah, le matin, demain. There we go. It's going to be fine, this. It's going to be absolutely fine, people. Anyway, it's been a very strange dollop today, and I feel as if I haven't really done anything or said anything of interest. But sometimes that will happen. But hopefully you've enjoyed the new character. <laughs> the new character. <laughs> like the these are real people, but in my head, because I've got to do these dollops, I just think of people as characters when it comes to the dollops. Oh, that was a good character, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? I am starting to think of my friends since 
doing these dollops, I start to think of my friends as characters. And I'm thinking, oh, that they say something. And I go, oh, that'll be good for the dollop. Maybe at the end of the dollops, um, on the 366th, we should do a poll. Who have people's favourite characters been on the dollop? Will Elsa's mother be a contender? Who knows? An appearance has been made already, but tomorrow, who knows? She was tired. She was very tired. She, she said herself, je suis très fatigué, which means that she's tired. Just in case you're a bit confused when you first heard her say that, you might have thought, je suis très fatigué. She telling us she's a very obese lesbian. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with something a lot more entertaining tomorrow. Oops. Ben, I think you've broken the accordion. What a lovely start to the uh, the dollop there. The sound. Oh, oh, what a ambient start. Yes, very good, very good. I mean, all the oh, all the... oh, now the now the fun started. Well, there we go. We're already got drama, ladies and gentlemen. Within the first ten seconds of the dollop, already sounds of children guffawing. How would you describe that more as a cackle? Perhaps. I don't know. What is the difference? I, I sort of tend to think of guffawing as more basing. No, oh, no, that. That's maybe like a guffaw there. That's what I think of a guffaw as. And I think that's maybe because of the sound that the word makes, guffaw. It doesn't sound like a. <laughs> that, doesn't, that wouldn't get. That's not a guffaw. Like a high pitched laugh is not a guffaw, in my opinion. Does anyone else think that as well? Or? I love the fact they're asking it as a question. Oh, as if anyone's actually going to... You know, I think I will comment. I don't normally comment on these dollops, but I think, you know, I will book the trend, because this has really got me going, this. Anyway. Oh. There's another dog. I <laughs> love the fact that I point that out to you. There's another dog, everybody. You don't worry. Don't worry if you're hearing all these alien sounds. I'm here to guide you every step of the way. <laughs> it sounds like it's doing what's the piece of music that goes what is that piece of music come on people if you weren't going to get in on the great guffaw conversation you can help me out identify this tune Morning! Just past someone there. <laughs> I think they had headphones in. <laughs> I mean, what are the odds that they were listening to? Uh, that'd be quite a coincidence, wouldn't it? Someone wants to do that mathematical sum. I don't know how you would calculate it, but feel free. Come on, people. There's so many opportunities to interact. I think the great thing about sound above sight is that the most mundane, dull, and often the ugly can be beautiful. Like, for instance, this sound here. That sounds beautiful, doesn't it? I could sample that and make some kind of meditation tape or something. It's just the sound of a drain. But it sounds so nice. Oh, I think... Hello. Are you okay? I am, yeah. How are you doing? You have three guesses, then I'll tell you. <laughs> what is it? It's just, um... Is it a drain? 
No, it's just a water feature. No, I thought mostly a drain. I was just reminded yeah. to my friend there how often the sounds like drains can yeah. look horrible, but a, a right. very they sound really nice. But it is a water feature, not just a drain. So it is. Well, there is now. I mean, water flowing. You've got to get the right speed of water, otherwise it becomes. You know, it's not relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is perfectly horned. This is a perfectly yeah. horned water feature that we've got going on. And there's me <laughs> saying it's a drain. I just thought, how dare you? I know, no wonder you've come out your house. You know, you're not having this insult, you thinks. <laughs> Do you want to feel this feature? Oh, okay so then. Just, you just stand there and I'll open this again. Right. Just one second. All right. <laughs> you might as well have the full thing. The full thing, exactly. Then. Just follow me here. So I'm back home now after the recording has been made and I need to explain what on earth happened. So I was listening to what I thought was a drain but turned out to be a water feature and presumably the man whose house it is has seen me <laughs> craning my head towards the water. <laughs> and then talking to myself, or talking into my mobile phone anyway, presumably thought, oh, there's a simple blind man here who's enjoying the simple pleasures of listening to gurgling water. I shall give him a guided tour of the water feature. So he, he came out of his house and started talking to me, and at first I thought he was going to ask what the hell I was doing, but he wasn't. He was completely, not only was he friendly and polite, but then he was properly enjoying it. Like, oh, he then starts describing the water feature in great detail. I had to cook quite a lot of that out. We've been standing there for five minutes before this bit. And then he suddenly says, would you like to feel my feature? <laughs> anyway, so he opens the gate, takes me to the garden, puts my hand on his feature, and he describes it in immense detail to me. And that's where we are in the conversation at the moment. There, and that's the bowl. Ah. Then to your left, that's his knee. There's two boys trying to get a drink. Ah, right, so, okay. Just go a bit more left. Now he, that's his arm. Now he's holding, got more, this boy here. Now that's yeah. his arm yeah. on the water. And that's his head. Yeah. So he's holding this boy up in front of him. He's holding that boy up. That's his knee, the one who's on getting the drink of water. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, it's oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, he's holding it up. So the lad, you would be at the, you would be at the bowl now. And I'm yeah, holding yeah. you here. He is. So it, at this point, he then starts to, in order to demonstrate that one boy is holding the other boy by the hips, he then gets hold of my hips and starts sort of hoisting me up ever so slightly. And he's quite a tall man. He's quite strong. And so he is kind of very slightly levitating me off the ground. <laughs> I've only just met this man. We've only known each other for a few minutes, and now all of a sudden he's holding me up by the hips. It just comes out the top about an inch. Yeah, that, you know, you can, over the bowl. Oh. If, if it goes any higher, you see, you'll lose the water. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it doesn't go back in then, does it? No. Nope. Um, so well, there we are. There well, are. thank you very much for the demonstration. And I just thought it was a drain. Nope, but there, you there you are. There's me. surprises. Yeah, all right then. Well, where are you off to now then? Just on a little bit of a walk, and then I shall uh, head right. back. In fact, it's probably time to head back, actually. I just said I was going to be half an hour to, to my right. friends because they, right. they want to go out. And I said, oh, I'll be very, I won't be for long. But now I've stopped to look at a water feature. So yeah. there we go. I'll see you a couple of weeks. Ago. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the conversation continues. We then move on from water features, uh, at which point I, I was kind of thinking, well, I said to Ben and Elsa that I'd be back in half an hour because we were going to go out. So I kept saying, oh, well, anyway, thank you very much. And but he just kept talking to me. We talked for half an hour. We talked about the fact that he's trying to keep fit. I like a, ah, yeah. a bit of a round walk. Yeah. I'm trying to get fit. Ah, right. We moved on to talk about his car. My car was in there, and the yeah. man's an older car. It's an old Porsche. 
Yeah. It's a thir- over 30 years old. All right. And it's just it's just undoing all the bolts, because in yeah. all the cars there's more bolts, and, and they just said they're just coming apart. Yeah. And simply. And I don't drive much. No. But it does enough, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Oh, we didn't start talking about the road conditions of Sheffield. There are a few yeah, yeah. potholes going... Down. Yeah, this road doesn't seem F- funny enough. So from bad, here but... upwards, isn't bad at all. Yeah, but when you when you turn around and go around the corner there, yeah, uh, it gets a bit, uh, yeah, gets a bit rough then. But, but when you compare it to, uh... oh, we had a discussion about the EU. That money has come from Europe. Yeah. Now well, I hope it doesn't run out. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's two billion apparently. Yeah. Over 25 years. We tried about absolutely everything. And eventually I said, oh, I really must go, because <laughs> I've got to get back. He said, all right, OK. And I thanked him for showing me the water feature. And then he said, oh, any time, any time. As a joke, I said, oh, brilliant, well, same time tomorrow then. And then he said, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, next time you come this way, well, I'll definitely come out and we'll have a bit of a chat. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do that walk anymore now. Every time I go out and do that walk to do the dollop, he's going to be out of his house, wanting another half an hour yes. chat. All right. And you're going to head off for me. I am. And thank you for the water feature dis- demonstration oh, there. Right. <laughs> yeah, not any time at all. <laughs> all right, okay. We'll see you tomorrow then. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> we'll have a chat another time. All right, bye. Well, there you go. That was a bit of a joke there when I said same time tomorrow, but he was well up for it. So there we are, another strange dollop. <laughs> There's just no knowing what's going to happen on these dollops. What will tomorrow bring? Join me tomorrow and find out. In the meantime, what's that tune? Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-